0: A very curious viewer has asked a lot of questions, and we'll answer some of them next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? All of our programs are posted on Facebook pages, our What Love Is This? website, on our Roku channel, and on YouTube. Plus, many viewers will will take the opportunity to share on their Facebook pages or even their own websites. Of course, there are interested viewers who make comments and observations about particular topics or shows, Mm -hmm. which we like to share with all of our other viewers from time to time. Recently, I refused a long, uh, received a long <laughs> list of questions from a viewer regarding polygamy and specific details about the AUB polygamy group and how it compares to the FLDS, the Kingston group, and other polygamy groups. Now, the AUB is the all red polygamy group and is the group Cody Brown's family of the Sister Wives Show belongs to. So first, we'll read the letter and then we'll answer some of her questions.
1: I have read numerous books and watched lots and lots of documentaries, probably way more than I should have. What I gather is that people who talk about fundamentalist LDS are saying FLDS and AUB are totally different. My own belief is that they are basically the same. I understand FLDS is a splinter group and that other than the doctrine shared by all the fundamentalist LDS groups, they are not the same as the Browns group or the AUB. They are both fundamentalist groups, so adhere to Joseph Smith's original teachings, including the polygamy doctrine, which puts women in a lesser position and is sexist, racist, and homophobic. They base their teachings on Joseph Smith's teachings and are not hugely different than the mainstream LDS, which are sexist, racist, and homophobic. Okay.
0: So then she proceeded to ask her questions, which we will read and answer one at a time. And It's going to take more than one, oh, one of our shows to do this. Now, there is a lot of confusion Uh, For those who are not familiar with Utah and Utah polygamy groups and the reason behind the LDS church stopping polygamy, we know it can be confusing, but we want to briefly clarify some of it. There are many different Mormon fundamentalists. Some are independent of any group structure, but many polygamists have formed separate and different polygamy groups. The FLDS and the AUB, which is the All Red Group, are each a Mormon fundamentalist group, and they live the doctrine of polygamy for salvation. They follow original Mormon teachings as taught by Joseph Smith, Brigham Young, and so on, and they all practice the united order, which is religious communism. Mm -hmm. We want to briefly explain why polygamy is still part of Mormon culture today. Joseph Smith claimed polygamy was a revelation from God, but he dallied with various female leaders before he ever revealed the so-called revelation. He supposedly waited 10 years before telling anyone that he had received uh, the revelation about how important polygamy was to personal salvation. Mm. The introduction of section 132 of the Doctrine and Covenants tells us the context is polygamy.
1: Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet at Nauvoo, Illinois, recorded July 12, 1843, relating to the new and everlasting covenant, including the eternity of the marriage covenant and the principle of plural marriage. Although the revelation was recorded in 1843, I love this, evidence indicates that some of the principles involved in this revelation <laughs> were known by the prophet as early as 1831.
0: And so what kind of a prophet withholds information about how to, get, how to go to heaven? Yeah. Now, according to Joseph Smith's claims, God then instructed him to practice polygamy and those who didn't would be damned. All of Mormonism at that time embraced polygamy as being essential and mandatory for any Mormon who wanted to go to heaven. All Mormon fundamentalists today continue to stand firm on the belief that this was a revelation from God to Joseph Smith and that it is still a requirement for eternal life.
1: Now these are uh, verses 4 and 6. For behold, I reveal unto you a new and an everlasting covenant. And if ye abide not that covenant, then are ye damned. For no one can reject this covenant and be permitted to enter into my glory. And as pertaining to the new and everlasting covenant, it was instituted for the fullness of my glory. And he that receiveth a fullness thereof must and shall abide the law or he shall be damned saith the Lord God.
0: Now, that's pretty clear. The new and everlasting covenant was and still is polygamy, and and you either did it or you were damned. That's right there in the revelation. Now, Joseph Smith told his potential plural wives that an angel with a flaming sword visited him three times between 1831 and 1843, insisting that he start living polygamy or the angel would kill him. Of course, he had already started living polygamy before he ever uh, told that story for the first time. He lied about his polygamy more times than we can count. And this is while he was playing at being a prophet of God. And while he was president of a church, the members claimed was organized by God. But as we always point out, Jesus said, a bad root will produce bad fruit, and the lies, deceit, and polygamy is very bad fruit. We briefly want to quote from a paper written by the late Grant Palmer about the sexual allegations against Joseph Smith in the early days. And this will give our viewers an idea of the bad root that is so often referred, that we so often refer to.
1: When Joseph and his wife, Emma Hale Smith, were living in harmony in 1828 and 1829, Emma's cousin, Levi Lewis, accused Joseph of attempting to seduce Eliza Winters, Emma's close friend. Lewis further said that he was well acquainted with Joseph Smith Jr. and Martin Harris and that he has heard them both say that adultery was no crime. Harris said that he did not blame Smith for his attempt to seduce Eliza Winters. Elizabeth, or Eliza Winter, was born in eighteen twelve, making her sixteen year old she making her sixteen years old at the time. Fifty years later, Levi's brother, Hyle Lewis, repeated these same sexual accusations against Smith in the Amboy Journal.
0: Okay, so many stories yeah. have been told about the the persecutions of Joseph Smith and his peers, but the truth of why these attacks were made are not included in the telling of the stories. One of them was when Joseph Smith was staying at Hiram, Ohio with the Johnson family. He was mobbed, dragged out of his room in the middle of the night, and almost castrated. We quote again.
1: Yeah, this has a this story's told a little differently than the Mormon the LDS. Oh, church. I'm sure, yes. <laughs> This isn't about adult or you know indiscretion. This was I mean, having. Yeah. <laughs> Eli Johnson was troubled because Smith and Rigdon were urging his brother John Johnson to let them have his property, and was furious because he suspected Joseph of being intimate with his sister. Actually, she was his sixteen-year-old niece, Nancy Miranda Johnson, and he was screaming for Joseph's castration unsolicited sexual behaviors may have been the more urgent reason. (laughs) Okay. Of
0: course, we can never condone violence, and and we don't laugh at the violence itself, but we're just telling it like it is, like it was, and why. In Curland, Ohio, between the years of 1832 and 1835, rumors were flying around about Joseph Smith's sexual behavior. One of his servant girls complained that he had made improper proposals to her. We quote again about that incident.
1: When Smith came to him for advice, Harris, supposing that there was nothing to the story, told him to take no notice of the girl, that she was full of the devil and wanted to destroy the prophet of God. But according to Harris, Smith acknowledged that there was more truth than poetry in what the girl said. So
0: many people are also aware, if you followed early Mormonism at all, of the Joseph Smith and the Fanny Alger affair, uh, where Emma actually caught her husband with Fanny making hay in the barn and Emma chased her off. Oliver Cowdery bluntly referred to Joseph Smith's barnyard exploit as a dirty, nasty, filthy affair of Joseph Smith and Fanny Alger. And there are other charges that we can't go into now, but we don't have to wonder why today's polygamy groups are so secretive, why they lie about their behavior, because the root produces the fruit. The first seven presidents of the Mormon church were all polygamists. In 1904, the federal government gave their final warning to the LDS church to stop polygamy. It was against the law, after all. And if they didn't stop, they'd be punished economically. Polygamy was not abandoned in 1890 as they claim. It wasn't until 1904 when they finally decided to excommunicate members who took more than one wife. And it was at that point that splinter groups broke off from the mainline church and they started their own separate polygamy communities. Now, this is a backstory on the different polygamy groups of today. Right. And as time went on, of course, more groups formed, and each one, because a man within the group claimed to be the leader and they wanted to be the prophet, and and these wannabe prophets claimed that they had their own private communication with God. They said, commanded him to start his own group and that he alone had been given the keys to God's kingdom and that he was their prophet. Each group makes these claims. They claim that that other polygamy groups, even the LDS, has some truth.
1: Sure.
0: But their group alone has all truth. Even the LDS it's, Church claims that. It's
1: the only true church. Yeah.
0: Right. They all claim they're the only true church, and they can all be true. No. They they can, they can all be wrong, but they can't all be right. Now today, as a result of all this breaking off, that there are many different polygamy groups, and the oldest and the richest and the largest and most powerful are the FLDS, and she asked about that one, Mm -hmm. and the AUB, which is the Allred group, and the Kingston group. But there are smaller groups like the LeBarons, and some who have more recently formed, such as the Harmston group. The Peterson Group, the Centennial Park, Rockland Ranch, and of course tens of thousands of independent polygamists that have no group affiliation. During the Ervil LeBaron days there was a lot of competition and violence between the polygamy groups, but after his capture and death and imprisonment or imprisonment and then death the polygamists more or less have let each other live peacefully Mm, and for the most part they respect each other Uh, Sometimes they even trade females for plural wives so that they can inject fresh blood into their very shallow genetic pools for safer breeding. So when this viewer asks her questions trying to figure out the differences between the AUB and the FLDS and the LDS, it's because there can be confusion concerning all these Mormon factions. All of them reverence Joseph Smith. They all believe in the Mormon scriptures, the Book of Mormon, Pearl of Great Price, Doctrine, and Covenants. They all embrace the early Mormon leadership and teachings. But the LDS church leaders have whitewashed their history, and they whitewashed Joseph Smith. Sure, The Joseph Smith at the LDS church and polygamy groups believe in is not the real Joseph Smith. He <laughs> was a scoundrel. He was called a rascal. He was confirmed a liar, a deceiver. He worked the occult. He, in almost every place he went, sexual allegations and charges were made against him. And where there's smoke, there's generally fire. That's so true. The LDS still believe in polygamy. Uh, they've just placed it on the back burner for now. Yep. But they expect to be able to live it again in the future and that it will be restored during the millennium, and that polygamy is a practice that is installed in heaven. So with all that backstory, let's tackle some of our viewers' <laughs> questions. And and probably some of those questions were answered in the backstory. I'm sure. Tr- trying to, to make sense of all the different polygamy groups.
1: Okay, the first question. LDS and AUB are totally different groups. The AUB claims to be the... To be the most transparent and public of all the LDS fundamentalist groups, have they made huge efforts to normalize their lifestyles as portrayed by the Browns?
0: First of all, the portrayal by the Browns in Sister Wives is not reality, <laughs> it is not the way polygamy works. How would you act or react if a camera followed you everywhere yeah. you went and yeah. everything you said? I mean, there, would, there has to be some staging going on here, although, although it does show the problem, some of the problems yeah. that they've been having. But the claims made by the AUB that they are more transparent and more safe merely prove they m- misrepresent themselves. Frankly, there's no way to normalize polygamous families. <laughs> there's nothing normal about the Mormon fundamentalist lifestyle. First, women willingly or unwillingly share their husbands. That's not normal. <sighs> women willingly or unwillingly give up their rights as a wife. That's not normal. Women with families are not provided for by their husband, and that's not normal. Children grow up confused, abused, and often become abusers themselves. <laughs> Now, I hear so often, I hear polygamists respond to charges like this. Well, monogamous families have problems, too. Yeah. What an excuse that is. And so that takes the blame off of them. Does, do things like this happen in monogamous families? It can happen in any type family home, of course. Sure. But not on the epidemic level it happens in polygamists. And it becomes generational. But the polygamy groups refuse to admit these things are true, or they preach it's God's will. Hmm. That's the bad part, that they teach God wants them to do what they're doing. We quote from the Salt Lake Tribune about sexual molestation, accusations against the leader of the AUB, Lynn Thompson.
1: In the fall of 2014, a dispute erupted in their church, the Apostolic United Brethren, a so-called Mormon fundamentalist group that believes in polygamy. A daughter and two nieces accused Lynn Thompson, the AUB president, of fondling or molesting them as girls. Some in Pinesdale continued following Lynn, now 77 years old, either because they still believe he was a prophet of God or that the allegations against him weren't true or they just didn't want to risk dividing their families.
0: So there we have the prophet leader accused yeah. of sexual molestation and abuses. And nothing is done about it. Yeah. Nothing. Of course, every polygamous leader will deny any wrongdoing when they're found out. Of course they do. Sure. But from an insider's knowledge of the AUB, there have been many people who have secretly admitted that Lynn Thompson molested, abused, or raped them as children. Faithful followers refuse to believe it, and they shun and shame those who want to tell the truth about it. Mm. How can you say that against our prophet? And they'll shame them for it. No, the AUB is not transparent. Now, I remember, I think she might be referring to an article that was written several years ago by the AUB and sent to, I think it was the Attorney General's office, I'm not sure. But if they wanted to have, if, they, if there was any problems w- with between the government and the polygamy groups, the AUB would love to be the liaison, <laughs> oh. <laughs> to, to be the mediator yeah. between, because we're good, you know, we're transparent, we don't do these things. And yet there's so much, they have so much baggage behind mm. Secrecy, the secrecy, too, um, that they are not admitting to. Her next question, the viewer's next question, is, uh, is it accurate that the AUB is not the FLDS? Now, our introduction included the, uh, the back story of how polygamy groups were formed, yeah, how they yeah. first came about, which should have answered her question. The AUB is not the FLDS. As we described earlier, there's many separate polygamy groups, Each have different leadership. Each one claims to be God's only true church. Each group does preach, teach, and practice polygamy. And each one um, has many of the same fundamentalist Mormon beliefs, but each group applies them differently, the beliefs differently and separately from the influence of the other groups and from the LDS Church itself. Now, some of the differences might be the Word of Wisdom. Some groups are strong against, about obeying the word of wisdom, and some groups are more lenient. Um, I know when I read um, Escape, escape, um, which was a, a lady that who escaped elected. the FLDS, and she talked that she would go over to her friend's house and they would have coffee and talk in the morning, you know. Oh. And I'm thinking, coffee, oh! So evidently they are They're, not as strict yeah. in, in some instances, as um, as maybe the Kingston's or the AUB, but yeah. but they all have the same basic, with different applications, different strengths.
1: We ran into a group that uh, didn't have allow chocolate, caffeine, because it had caffeine in it. Chocolate did.
0: Wow, do they drink Coke?
1: No, they use carob. Um, I don't know. They just probably drink. Uh, I don't know what they drink. But My mother used carob. Yeah.
0: That reminded me. Yeah, yeah. It was awful.
1: Ooh, we should make <laughs> chocolate with carrot powder. It was horrible. Ooh. Yeah. Well, they had a few samples. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, was just something I never even thought uh-huh. of it being a problem. But they just... That well, was their... and they had
0: Postum instead of coffee, that's didn't they? That's true, yeah. And Piro, I think, was yeah. another thing they had yeah. instead of so,
1: instead so of this Postum's horrible... what my mom used to drink.
0: Yeah. She that's... loved
1: her coffee. But she wouldn't do it. But it was -hmm. Postum. So she drank Postum. Third question. Yeah. Why are polygamy groups lobbying for legislation, legalization, I'm sorry? Will legalization change one of the basic ways they bilk the government of money, such as welfare and food stamps? Okay.
0: Now, is The the Mormon polygamists have always maintained that God commanded polygamy, and no government has the right to make any laws against God's command. Now they believe that polygamy is a constitutional right under religious freedom. They can believe what they want, but this has been ruled on by the United States Supreme Court over 140 years ago, in 1878, in Reynolds versus the United States.
1: Yes, it says, the Supreme Court quoted a letter from Thomas Jefferson in which he wrote that there was a distinction between religious belief and any action that results from religious belief. He said that legislative powers of the government apply to actions, not opinions. The Supreme Court upheld polygamy as being a crime on the reasoning that polygamy was odious among the northern and western nations of Europe and until the establishment of the Mormon Church polygamy was almost exclusively practiced by Asian and African people. The court considered that if polygamy was allowed, eventually someone would claim human sacrifice or bride-burning was a necessary part of their religion, and to permit this would make religious doctrines superior to the law of the land and every citizen a law unto himself.
0: So the Supreme Court has ruled. Yeah. There are always people going around in various countries at various times. They're going around, thus saith the Lord, (laughs) when the Lord didn't say.
1: Easy to say,
0: huh? Yeah, easy to say. So the court has ruled on the First Amendment, uh, and it does not allow Congress to legislate against opinion or belief, but allows it to legislate against behavior. So you can believe in polygamy with all of your heart. But keeping polygamy illegal does not trample on your rights. And that is how the Supreme Court of the United States of America ruled on religious polygamy. Polygamy is rarely prosecuted. And the polygamists know they have nothing to fear from the influence of the Mormon Church Hmm. on the government in Utah and in many Western states, for that matter. Remember, polygamy is still a doctrine in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The next question.
1: Yeah, section 132. Number four, if it's recognized as legal, how will it affect them other than not being prosecuted?
0: Now, that is a good question, yeah. but it isn't prosecuted. <laughs> but it, it's been decades since polygamy by itself has been prosecuted. Actually, legalizing polygamy is not what polygamists want. They want it decriminalized. And last year, Utah did decriminalize it. Decriminalizing it allows them to live their polygamous lives without their responsibility attached to it if it were legal. Hmm. Things like insurance coverage for every wife and every child, inheritance rights, and so on. That's just too much responsibility for polygamous men and would cost polygamous families and polygamy groups more money than they are willing to spend on their families. Now, I spoke with a a former plural wife a few weeks ago who after much abuse and neglect and poverty left her husband and worked through the legal system to regain to retain custody of their children she said during the proceedings and she wasn't a legal wife so it wasn't a legal divorce but she wanted you know right, the yeah. children's safety she said during the proceedings i wasn't legal i wasn't a wife i had no rights i was a nothing Nothing existed to help me. As an entity, as a wife, I was just plain nothing. I had no standing. If polygamy were legalized, she would have to be a something in legal challenges. As it is, the plural wife has no standing. Brigham Young proved that decades ago when Ann Eliza Young divorced him and tried to get some kind of settlement. She got nothing but his derision. Hmm. We'll talk about that when we get to his wife on Brigham Young's Wives. The next question.
1: Yes, number five. I read that some of Joseph Smith's wives were married to other men. Why did polygamists stop doing this, or is it still happening behind the scenes?
0: Well, and we've talked about it many times on different programs, and Joseph Smith and Brigham Young and Parley Pratt and others took married women, for plural wives, women who were already legally married to other men and living with them. Joseph Smith actually married a couple of women who, at the time the marriage took place, was far into a pregnancy with the other husband's child. Zena Huntington married Joseph Smith when she was seven months pregnant Mm. with her husband's child. These days, the polygamy groups don't normally do it quite like that. It's more like the husband will abandon a plural wife, so she seeks another husband, or a plural wife will wander from husband to husband. They even sometimes will go to different groups for the a, a husband until she can find one who is righteous enough uh, to be good and kind to her. Or she's Maybe looking not. for more compassionate, graceful sister yeah, wives. That's what
1: I was wondering about.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, of, of course, she can never find a plural husband who will fit into that kind of righteousness. <laughs> and, and plural wives don't do legal divorces because they were not legally married. They just wandered a different husband, sometimes even looking into different groups, like I mentioned. So we're out of time for this set of questions. There's more to come. Uh, but we want to share why our viewer said she's asking these questions.
1: Yes, she said, the reason I have these questions is because the Browns are supposed to be representing how a normal polygamous family operates. The more I read and the more documentaries I watch cause confusion. I'm learning more and more, but in my mind I can't help but make comparisons between what they do and what's really going on. This is already a twisty religion to understand. And <laughs> she's correct. Twistianity, they call it. It's huh? very
0: twisty, isn't it? Yeah. And the Browns again. The Browns do not represent um, yeah. normal polygamous families yeah. by any means. And again, that's all for now. And we will do another program answering more of the questions.
1: Thanks. Very interesting. <laughs> you do a good job,
0: Doris. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Earl, for. Your participation, I sure appreciate it. You know, every person that I've had the opportunity to help or interact with from a polygamy group or polygamy family has been a negative and abusive experience for them. My own was. Every polygamy story in the Bible reflects that very thing. Every story is negative. It's full of pain and hurt and jealousy and contention. And the Bible records it. The Bible never records a command from God to take plural wives or a command from God that polygamy is required to earn admission into heaven. The Bible does record that Jesus Christ alone is the Savior, that there's no ladder of works and obedience to get to heaven. Jesus is the ladder to heaven, which is so simple even a child can understand it and accept it. So choose Jesus, not polygamy. Thank you for watching.
1: or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.